Working with the medicine it is kind of like having a magic wand, right? And I say this because it's not magic, but you have a wand. Suddenly, like, I'm Hermione and, like, whatever, Barry Potter, and we have wands. There is power within that, sure. But if the wand's just sitting on your desk doing dick all, there are no results, right? So you have to, like, meet the medicine halfway. And that's where when you go on a pharmaceutical, let's say, or whatever other Band-Aid you're picking, there's immediate results, but not solutions. It's not a solution, it's a band. The wand, you can sit there looking at it, but until you actually activate and interact with and figure out how to utilize the wand, it doesn't do as much as it could. This is Aliveness, the show that explores how to create the changes you need to make to experience the sense of aliveness you're longing for and how the power of plant medicine can accelerate that process for you. I'm your host, Allison Crossway, a guide and former psychotherapist here to empower you to break out of your old patterns, shift into a new state of being, and ignite your aliveness. Alyssa is what happens when you take a highly successful executive and she applies her full capabilities and focus to her inner work and exploring the realms of the unknown. She is a fractional CMO and brand positioning master who committed herself to exploring herself and her inner work through both expand and two rounds of empower in 2020. Take that in. That's a lot of inner work in one year. And her new positioning is, well, spectacular. I'm so excited for you to hear more and so happy you're here to talk with us today, Alyssa. Welcome. Thanks. That was the cutest intro. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Boom. I, I always get so overcome when I do. I'm, I'm going to cry already. Okay. Let's almost start with the end. What have been the results of the amount of inner work you've done? Like, where are you now as we start 2023? Yeah. Oh, that's a good, that's a good and hard question. Feel like I, am a more whole person, as big and vague as that sounds. I was someone who operated very much at not a high, I think of high and low frequencies in maybe a different way than sometimes they're referred to. I operated out of a high, frenetic, anxious energy. And now my base level is like astronomically calmer and lower a frequency in terms of being grounded and functional and stable and just in a safer physical, mental, spiritual space. Wow. If I feel sense. that as you talk, like I really wish, I'm going to ask the next question, and I really wish we had a tape of you answering that question a year ago. <laughs> Because you're like a different person. Yeah. Yeah. So where were you a year ago? I think at different times in my life, I've been closer to this state, which is what everyone, you know, by our age has recognized. They've been versions of themselves at different stages of life. Some much better versions than others. So I would argue that before I started this work, last year at this time, perhaps, or maybe even just a little earlier, November, let's say, 
I was probably in one of crappier versions of myself, iterations of my life that I've ever been in. And it comes from all that trauma and tumultuousness of the world at that time, obviously, that we've all endured over the last three years, and also some personal elements over the last five years of my life. Um, and I went into the pandemic in a, as a somewhat fragile, unstable individual and got catapulted into that chasm of, uh, I don't know what's going on anymore. Like, who am I? Where am I? Why is life like this? I can't manage. The tsunami bowled me over and I couldn't swim anymore away from it. That's how I would describe that stage. And I had spent a good chunk of my life with a level of high anxiety in the last five years. Previously, even pre-pandemic, I had a very high level of health anxiety and general anxiety that I operated with on a regular basis. I just had two kids, too, over the course of the five years. To caveat, too, I have almost four and almost six-year-old right now. So over the past five years, I've been pregnant, having children in postpartum that whole mess of life as well. And do you want to say anything about career? Oh, yes. So also career, in addition to all the other aspects of life, I've had a successful career, I would say for sure. And I was in a place now, maybe three years ago, where I had been really happy for quite a while, but it was coming to its end. And so it was a stage in my life that was unstable on a lot of levels. And not necessarily for the worst, but it just was. Like everything was kind of on unsteady, shaky ground of not knowing what's coming next. And at that point in my career, I'd been with a small company. I'd learned a lot. I'd flourished there. It had so much value in my life, but it was starting to go nosedive fast for a lot of different reasons. And you could feel it and I knew it. And it was one of those like, okay, but now what? So professionally and personally, Things were nosediving for whatever reasons. Pandemic, life, you can blame lots of things. But yes, on both accounts, things were coming to an end and a scary end. So there's lots of things you could have done. What made you go, okay, I'm going to step into medicine work? Yeah, totally. So it had been a journey for me for a while, I think, in life of going down a more spiritual path, knowing that that sort of where my soul was leading me. I had done even five years ago, pre having my first son, pre getting pregnant with my son, post getting married, I'd done Vipassana meditation. So I'd done a 10 day silent meditation retreat. And that kind of catapulted me in this space of like, I need to fix elements of this in my life. I need to, I want to go in this direction. So I had that little push. And then I had the craziness of five years in between. And it wasn't until the pandemic when nosedive hit officially that I went on pharmaceutical medication for anxiety and they were being doled out like Pez. Like I'm pretty sure 50% of those women were given some kind of, you know, RI med, if that's the right term, I'm trying to think if I did it wrong, through the course of these last few years, especially women who are in my situation with young families facing lots of obstacles. So finally I gave in. I was like, yes, 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 please give me all the drugs because I can't function like this anymore. And it wasn't until going on those medicines that I saw that they did help. They were a, a good band-aid. They got me through the next year. But the longer I was on them, the more I was pulled also saying, I got to get off these. Like, I can't, this isn't a permanent fix. And I knew that. So I went off of them for about a year. And that's when I started to work with the medicine. And so 
I knew I needed something else. I knew there was deeper spiritual work to be done. I was like, what's something that gives me the support like the Vipassana did to kind of catapult me again now in a, in a better direction. So, so that's where I was at and why I felt, yeah, pulled, pulled towards doing this kind of I mean, you did a ceremony with me in November. A full dose. And then you yep. entered Expand, which is my three-month microdosing program that takes you through one full microdosing cycle with all the inner work that's around. Do you remember what your intention was for that? I did. I'm pretty sure it was I Am Safe, I'm Thriving. And to give it more context, too. So it was funny. So anyone who's debating on a, a macro ceremony will say, too. And, and obviously, I think microdosing is a great, maybe even the best way to start, one could argue, with the medicine if you're a little apprehensive and not really sure but i did the, the the macro ceremony and the huge barrier and the intention for me of doing that was i'm gonna take a mind-altering psychedelic substance and not have a panic attack truly that was the goal <laughs> and I, I wanted to be successful in that and i want to have a somewhat joyful experience and that experience made me feel very confident as someone with health anxiety, someone who's nervous about taking any kind of medication most of the time, certainly any mind-altering medication or any sort of psychedelic. That experience coupled me to the fact that I knew right away, oh, this is, this is good. This is safe. This is grounding medicine. This will not, almost cannot hurt me. And that level of confidence then moved me into how do I do more of this? How do I work more with this? And that's when I started to think, how can I not have to go on pharmaceutical? Like I really, that's not a solution for me. And I would add that to anyone who is in that space where they take any kind of anxiety medication. And a lot of people do on a regular basis for years that if you're feeling called to like not need that anymore and you're scared, this is such an amazing alternative. And that's what I used it as truly. I was like, I know I need something else and I want something that's more. I want something that works better. I want something that's safer. And having that microdosing experience made me think, oh, I really, I really know that I need to do microdosing now as my next step. And so you entered Expand. What was your experience when you started to microdose? Yeah. So the one thing I was really looking for with microdosing was I knew I didn't want to do it on my own. And I heard enough about and talked to enough people who are like, yeah, I just do it sometimes. And, you know, it's great. And I feel chill. It's fun. And I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's not what I want. I want like, I want transformational support. And again, the reason why I tried psychedelics initially the first time with you was because I knew it was a safe container with an expert who held space, who knows how to work with this, who could keep me safe and hold all that I might have to endure through it and I wasn't alone. And so the idea of joining Expand was that I could go through this experience again, not being alone with an experienced professional leader to guide the experience for me and also to be doing it with others to inform and enhance my experience. Right. And how'd it go? It was great. <laughs> yeah. It was really great. And I'll add to that, and we've talked about this a lot, but working with the medicine is kind of like having a magic wand, right? And I say this because it's not magic, but you have a wand and the wand is sitting there on your desk. Suddenly the wand appears and you have a wand. Great. Suddenly like I'm Hermione and like whatever, Harry Potter and we have wands. There is power within that, sure. 
But if the one's just sitting on your desk doing dick all, there are no results, right? So you have to like meet the medicine halfway. And that's where when you go on a pharmaceutical, let's say, or whatever other Band-Aid you're picking, there's immediate results, but not solutions. It's not a solution, it's a Band-Aid. The wand, you can sit there looking at it, but until you actually activate and interact with and figure out how to utilize the wand, it doesn't do as much as it could for you. So through Expand and you giving us tools in that program and seeing what other people were doing in terms of modalities and tools and practices to enhance their work with the medicine to see those incredible results, the two things go hand in hand. It's taking the medicine and it's doing the work. And the two are essential in order to make large transformation. And so I realized that really fast. And I went to town with like doing all that stuff. And I don't think I've ever worked with someone who got that so quick and went so far with it. And I'm so excited to share more about your journey because you're, you've had such incredible results because you did pick up the magic wand. And by the end, you would add the magic wand in your hand and and that's what it takes. And even more than that, from a metaphor perspective, it's learning the spells you like. It's learning how to wave it the right way. It's like there's nuances involved in what you as an individual and a person need to do for that medicine to serve you well. And for some people, it's just one thing. For people like me, it's a bag of tricks. And I keep going a rabbit hole after rabbit hole and be like, I love this, this works. Oh, great. What's the other thing I can do? And then I have, based on my own intuition and guidance, what I need in that moment to serve me best. And so there's, there's multiple ways that you can work. You got to learn a few spells and you have to figure out how to actually use the one. I love this metaphor so much. Is there a particular tool that early on you can remember learning about really helped you? Yeah, I mean, for me, because I have the meditation background with Vipassana in particular, and it goes a lot, I think, with on a top level, like what Eckhart Tolle talks about and the idea of sitting in stillness, quieting your mind, that really served me incredibly well at the beginning because it was very familiar territory. I knew what it was like to sit on a meditation pillow, to sit in a chair, quiet my monkey brain, shut the thoughts off and do whatever you know, inner work one needs to do to, to shut themselves off. So for me, I do body scans. You can do breathing, whatever it is to just shut the hell up, basically, is the goal. And then from there, I was able to be open enough to get the intuitive insights, thoughts, downloads, whatever you want to call it, that the medicine was helping to bring up to give me guidance and insight as, oh, great. I, I get it now. And I got that flow happening from sitting on a meditation cushion and shouting the hell out. I love that because I'm always saying it's the personal work and that foundation that we bring to the medicine that lets us get those results. And some people might get it through journaling, let's say. Maybe you're a writer and that's what you like to do as your practice and you've written a million goals and manifesting lists and things like that. And if you're familiar with doing that practice, then maybe just you know, stream of consciousness writing is a way for you to go. And then when you reread it, you internalize it and see insights that you would never have gotten from your monkey brain like chirping at you the whole time. I'm thinking too of Joy and the movement and how she got so much out of movement. Like there's no one way. Everyone has their, their path and it's about finding the tools that work and being open to trying new things. Yeah. 
And I would say the big trick, and that's where Expand offers all those tools, you got to use them. Because just sitting there, taking the pill and going about your day the way you normally otherwise would and doing nothing else is going to make the medicine not be able to do the work it needs to with you and for you. So you've got to figure out what works for you in order to meet the medicine way. And that's mass band has like so much of that. And you can hear what other people are doing and what their experiences are. And they can try that and connect to that person and be like, tell me a little more about how you do that. So there's so much opportunity to learn and then figure out what's your jam. Like, what do you, what works for you? Totally. So then you joined in power. And just to remind everybody, because there's all the E's and nobody can stand them straight. <laughs> Empower is the full dose journey program where you do multiple full, full dose journeys with the medicine in addition to deep somatic work and breath work. And it's done in very, very small groups. Currently, Empower is an intimate six month experience. How would you describe your experience in? If I'm comparing the two, one is how I operate maybe on a more daily basis. The other one in power is more of a, a more contained journey. Like there's a beginning, middle, and end. There's a, there's a, sh a shift. <laughs> if you go from one stage to another, and there's, there's steps that are a little different along the way. But in a similar way, it's also that guided container of support. It is working with other trusted individuals who are your comrades. They are your support team. They are your fellow journeyers. And there's a lot of value in experiencing that with others and what they all bring to the table too, to enhance your experience. Because I always joke about you could just, yeah, you could just get high in your basement if you wanted to have a party, go on a journey, do that on a Saturday night. But it is not the same thing in any respect. The way I look at your year, your first round of Empower, it was April, May, June. And you started with, I am safe, I am And then you, you blew through that intention. <laughs> and you got to a crisis point right at the end. And then it, it, a lot bloomed for you over this summer. I wonder what you're willing to share about that part. Yeah, sure. It's funny how doing the work kind of, a lot of it is not conscious. A lot of it is something I can pre-program or decide or direct or control. It comes from the experience. And that's why it's so important to be open to your own intuition, your own soul journey of what's next. Because you can't, you can't prescribe it. You can't pre-program it. It's not a coding situation. So for me, and again, this is a good example of being influenced, heavily influenced by other amazing women in the group. And men too, but in our case, it was all women. So I'll refer to it as that being inspired and encouraged by other people on their journeys. And for me, in addition to the work we did overarchingly, and a lot of him, we talked about Joy, because she was on the podcast before too, but a lot of the work she had already done, I was so drawn to. I was like, oh, how do I get to where you're at? And so a lot of ceremonying with her and being, you know, in her presence and seeing what she was doing really inspired me and helped push me along in the direction I was meant to go in with her, like, kind of pull. So the awareness tool, we could have pre-prescribed this actually in doing my awareness tool and assessing it. The sexuality element was one that was quite low too. And so Empower catapulted me from the physical work that I was doing. Like, good, we're good. I'm safe in my body. I'm grounded. 
I'm here on this earth. I'm not like in my head or trying to escape my body anymore. And now the next thing was, all right, what's the next thing on the agenda? Great. Sexuality is our problem. So that was where I naturally was drawn to work on as well in terms of my life and general improvement, up-leveling of me. And what happened? Well, it did work over the summer. I did a bit more microdosing because the great thing too after Expand is I felt really confident and comfortable and you had a really great mini program that we sort of carried on through as a, as a carryover from Empower a little bit. So there was still that container. I did a bit of microdosing. Uh, I did some like jade egg practice work. Again, it's, you know, inspired by the work that Joy had done already and what got her to her place. And so I started doing that work, but I realized in the process that I needed to actually completely reset. Like I couldn't keep going with the way I was operating until I fixed the problem. And that sometimes is an issue when you have another partner in your life is like, wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You're just going to like stop doing this. We're going to stop having a sexual like relationship because you need to figure stuff out. And I was like, Sorry. And the great thing about this org is that it all happens in like a blink of the eye. So it was within a month that I was like, yeah, I'm good. Figured shit out now. But it helped me really quickly figure out that block that I had been living with and dealing with for years and years and years and was able to clear out the cobwebs, come to a better, clear space and know at least where I wanted to go moving forward and had the baby steps to get there, which was so awesome. And that was sort of my summer work. I think anyone listening can see what I mean about Alyssa because it's like you went from I'm blocked to I'm sexually alive in maybe six weeks. Do you still have patterns of thinking and acting and find yourself getting in your own way despite all the work you've done on yourself? Do you have a deep inner knowing that there is more for you to access and claim in your life? Does it feel like you are striving and pushing rather than surrendering and receiving? If so, I invite you to consider joining Expand. Expand is a three-month alchemical program and inner work community to transform your current inner experience into a new chapter in your life will engage in deep mental, emotional, and somatic work in a structured process so that you can fully step into your life in every way you desire. You will also have the opportunity to experience one full microdosing cycle combined with the inner work if you choose. Admission is by application to ensure that physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, this approach is the right fit for you right now. You can find the link to learn more and apply in the show notes. Yeah, but it didn't happen because you looked at the wand. It happened because you engaged with practices, you worked with the medicine, you stepped in, and then you lit up. And you started seeing animals everywhere. I remember. It was crazy. (laughs) And, and I think it's a matter of you have to surrender to it. So you can fight it or you cannot. And the more you fight it, the less it works. The more you surrender to it, the more it works. And it's, it's kind of a scary process during it because you're navigating not just your life. Like if I lived in isolation in my attic here by myself, no problem. If I mess up a few friendships along the way, they're rocky for a bet while I'm figuring things out, fine. 
but I have two little boys and a husband that I need to build this, navigate this in and around, as do lots of other people who are considering this. So there's a level of struggle that's involved when you do any kind of up-leveling and work on yourself. And that's something that like, it's not something to be afraid of, but it's something to be really aware of, I think, anyone stepping into this. And as a word of not caution, but just there should be a level of openness and transparency that will make this process and work easier if other people aren't along for the for the ride with you. Like it's one thing if you're working with a partner and you're both kind of doing this work. It's another thing if the other person's like, I'm sorry, what are you doing again? Like, where, what, you know, that's a, that's a barrier that you need to then deal with. So navigating that I think to be honest was the biggest struggle in this entire last year truly it was navigating the people who were like I'm sorry what in my life me I was not the problem I'm not the problem it's not me truly (laughs) but it's figuring out the other people that you need to get on board or at least not totally distress in the process and that that can be a challenge and that was certainly a theme of our interactions all year was was how do you do that? And and I saw you do it with so much courage. Yeah, like you you met people, and also you were true to yourself. Yeah, both. And I I think that's a big aspect of doing this work. You have to have a level of commitment and confidence in yourself to be able to persevere through whatever outcomes whatever landmines blow up in your way a little bit. And not to say that they have to be completely destructive, but they're little explosions that you need to be strong enough to manage and deal without going off your track. Because I knew this is where I have to go. Like I was so pulled and I was so surrendered to the pull of it. I was like, I don't, like I'll just deal with stuff as it comes along because I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop going in this direction. I'm not going to stop this trajectory and I think that's what led to my ability to have so much success so they could have stopped at any point and then like no I can't it's too much right can't deal with these explosions along the way I'm gonna stop but I like no I can't and I really felt all along the way that you were quite connected to yourself and going at your pace even though it was a very fast pace, it still really felt like your journey. And I think that's very important. Yeah. And that's what's so incredible about the space and empower. It's it's almost like this container to do things as you need to, but being supported at the same time and not being alone in the journey. And that made a huge difference. I'm so glad to hear that. What would you say to someone who was embarking on 2023 and thinking, oh, there might be a lot of change happening in my life. I'm ready to, I'm ready to do this. And what would you say? Yeah, I would say that the change, despite the fact that from a timeline perspective, it feels like very fast and a lot. It's not. It's if you are open to it, if you are meeting the medicine halfway, the trajectory will not be like a rocket. It will be progressive and you can manage what gets thrown at you along the way. So it's not, it's not going on a roller coaster. It's literally like you're on a, you know, one of those people movers in the airport and you're on a people mover 
And you're like, I don't want to get off the people mover, but every so often someone will put a flag in your face or like a pool noodle and you're like, hit it. You know, that that's the kind of example of where you'll hit struggles and there's enough time to maybe see it coming. There's enough time to sort of work through it. It's not as if you're going to get blown into something really aggressively. But that being said, there will be ebbs and flows in the process, but it's not so much that you can't manage it because you're at the same time with the medicine, with the work, equipping yourself to be able to better manage the obstacle. So it's almost forcing you to put your work into practice. That's how I would describe it, especially when you're not living isolated in your attic. If you are lucky you in some ways, if you have to navigate real life in this experience, you are gaining the ability to manage those issues better as they come up. It's all so if in someone put on a timeline in front of you, this will happen, that will happen, that will happen. Right now, if you know those and you haven't done any of the work, you'll be like, no, that's, that's no. But the great thing is that you become a different person through the process so you can manage those things as they come. And the good news is you don't have to be worried about them because you're not going to know they're coming. So it's fine. But you're, you're equipping yourself better and better to actually go through that transformation is what I'm saying. Describe it so well. Yep. And I realized I forgot to talk about your experience in the second empower, which was so different from the first. Can you say something about your intention and experience there? Yeah. So my intention there was, well, let's say I took I took your assessment tool and everything after the summer was like really good. On paper, I was like, yeah. Awesome. But what I knew I needed more of was to improve my baseline, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Be able to better stay grounded, be able to better stay in this deep, low frequency, solid state through the ebbs and flows of life. Mm -hmm. So my intention was to, I, it was, I am deeper consciousness. So it was to exist in a more aware, more present, more solid, more grounded state on a regular, consistent basis in my life. And that was the work I did in this. And how'd it go? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Part of seeking deeper consciousness for me was expanding my, you know, like connected consciousness to the other things in the world. So at an emotional level, at an energetic level, just feeling that connectivity that exists amongst all of us all the time in general. And I utilized it in terms of improving my reality with my family and personal life, because I think a lot of the work I'm doing here to better myself as a mom is for my boys. And I get emotional saying it, but it's true. If I'm a better person, I'm better for them. And so I knew that I need to have a deeper understanding of connectivity and consciousness and emotional interconnectedness to be better on this earth in reality for them. And so that's where I went with it. It was good. Some days are bad. Some days I'm in my head. Some days I'm a mess. But overarchingly, I felt like I was better able to be present with them and be there for them. And it didn't matter what I did. The existence, it's me existing in a better way than doing anything. It's not what I do, it's not what I stay. It's 
it's how I am, how I, how I be. Yes. Essentially. And that's another piece that I really admire in your work is you deeply understand that wisdom that you're not doing this just for yourself. That this is the best thing you can do for the people that you love, especially your boys. And that's something I long for the world to understand. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. And I think when people work on themselves in this really fundamental, physical, energetic, emotional way, you are able to be a better person for this planet and for the human race. And it goes to a bigger space, like, right? Like if you're an angry, depressed, frustrated, hot mess of a person in general, yeah, that's tough for you, but you're also just like serving us nothing. And so there's value in doing self-work, which I think a lot of moms, women find being selfish or, you know, focusing on myself. Instead, I need to give, give and exhaust and exhaust and you're actually doing no one a disservice by operating like that in reality. And the more time I spend on me, the better a person I am for my kids and my husband. Well, I would say you matter too. I was going to say, yeah, there's a byproduct of me being much happier in my life too, but yeah. And isn't that the mystery? Because we, we really do think it's us versus them, but it's not. No, no, it's not. It's not. They all win. Totally. And there's, there's huge value for others in someone working on themselves. So what's next for you? Ooh, I think there's been so much happening this past year that I think I'm slowly starting to just be able to integrate it into my life. And integration is such a, a hard word. Everyone's like, what does that mean? I don't know. And for me, it means just learning how to, and, and the last expand really put me in a space that I'm continuing for the next years to try to embody better is how to exist at a lower, deeper, solid, more in tune, more connected frequency in my daily life, minute by minute. How can I find stillness? How do I find some calm? How do I find what I need at any given moment? to be better, to feel better, to exist better. And that's why I'm getting better at doing on a daily basis. Like now I know when I feel crummy and I can think about why and I can find a tool or solution that makes me feel better. And just that, being able to do that in a split second is something my former self could not even begin to fathom. I would just hope that some circumstantial would come into my reality that would make me feel better. I had no ability to recognize, oh, no, I'm in, a, I'm in a bad state right now. Why? What can I do to turn it around? And that's a lot of what I'm working on doing on a second-by-second second basis in my life. I mean, I, I totally resonate with that. And it, I think I've told you I spent like 2017 to 2019 doing a wild amount of work. And then I spent 2020 and 21 and 22, like barely doing any of the medicine work, just letting it all land in the body. And it really does, like moment by moment, it does land and it takes time. Big show. Yeah. I love that. And it sounds very abstract. It's hard to talk about this stuff because it's so personal in terms of what you experience. 
But if I can give one example that may resonate for other anxiety-ridden people who may operate at this like frequency here, one of my first meditation, my really solid good meditations in Expand was probably in the first two weeks, maybe even, or three weeks. Mm -hmm. I sat on my meditation pillow and I had the deep sensation of being buried to like my neck in the ground is like a little seed and just this level of weight and comfort and calm that I felt. And I felt the sun and I was a little seed in the ground. I was like, this, what it, this is what it feels like to be grounded, to be calm, to be settled in my nervous system and my emotional and mental state. This is what it feels like. And I didn't know what that felt like before. And I remember <laughs> the mushroom teachers kind of coming through and saying, this should be your baseline, girl. Like this, this is what it should be all the time. So, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to strive to get there. So that's just one like real example of what I felt. And in terms of trying to be a little less abstract, even though I'm describing myself as a seed in dirt. So that's also abstract. Yeah. I mean, we're always just pointing towards with language. Language never quite gets at it, but I'm, I think that when we speak from the energy like you are, it does come across. It absolutely does and gives a taste of what you're experiencing. Yeah. And that's one example of hundreds. I believe that have happened over the last year, but in terms of like a real example of learning something new with the medicine in the container of expand. Yeah, that happened really soon too. I remember that. Is there anything else you'd like to say today? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say anyone who's on the fence because I feel like anyone listening to this is, is interested, is curious, is intrigued. I would say, and this is how I went about setting up my business. Even before doing this work, it was what I knew I needed to kind of do to keep moving. I would encourage people to truly listen to their intuition, listen to what they're being pulled towards, downplay their chatty Kathy monkey mind, their ego minds, turn that off as best they can to really come to a place of yes or no. And if, if the calling comes to a yes, to, to do it, to truly do it wholeheartedly and bring your best self to the work because you will get the best results if you do that. Thank you for that. That's so powerfully said. And you are an example that inspired me all year as somebody who brings themselves wholeheartedly to the work. Yeah, because you're just helping yourself and the people you love. So there's no real, there's no downside to it. There really isn't. There really isn't. I'm with you. So to finish, I want to say on the work side of things, Alyssa is amazing at what she does. Truly spectacular. And if you want to get in touch with her, contact me and I will connect you. Alyssa, thank you for this time, this conversation, for who you are, for being in my life. We're going to play next week. I'm excited. Thank you. I'm so thrilled that Universe has brought us together and very, very grateful. Me too. And I'll say I'm so thankful for the same things. And I truly, the work you're doing in offering this 
space and support for people to work with this medicine and in the future other medicines like this you know plant-based healing psychedelic healing it is so revolutionary and so baffling least low to come into fruition it's infuriating but thank you for being a pioneer and being so good at what you do If this episode of Aliveness resonated with you, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on your podcast app. Reviews make it possible for me to connect with more people just like you who are looking for inspiration and guidance on their journey to create a full, juicy life filled with aliveness. Be sure to subscribe so you get all the juicy episodes to come. And if you have a friend who is deep into their personal growth and healing journey, share this podcast with them too. Now go out and experience the aliveness that's here for you today.